Uh, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the American Podcast, where our diversity is our culture. Today, we have very special guest, uh, very close to my heart here. Uh, today, we have Danny from uh, Time to Rock, not Tiger Rock. <laughs> and then we also have <laughs> Optic from Rock So Fresh. I call him Aaron, but everyone knows him as Optic. And then we have Saul, Draw Hard is what people know him as, and he still rocks the almighty play school crew so uh welcome this is the crew second generation play school society welcome everyone welcome. yo yo what's up yo welcome good morning from san diego yeah. good morning from washington state good morning buenos dias aquí buenas tardes de españa or out here in españa spain 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 Oh yeah, there we go. This is this is the family right here. Uh, a lot of us got in on one specific. Me, Saul, Aaron, and uh, Richard. Th there was a time when we got into play school. I'm gonna guess the date was ninety-four, three. No way. I'm gonna say ninety-two. We, even ninety-two because we were still in ninth grade. Grade, yeah. Oh. And Julian yeah. was in there too that day. Julie yeah. was there, right? Right. So in '92, we could play this. At, like, um, let's do this. Okay, Saul, can you can you remind me how or what crews we were in first before play school? So we named ourselves. Uh, I think we named ourselves X Men, didn't we? Yeah, ninth grade. Yeah, ninth um, grade. Yeah. I don't know how we got hooked up with play school. I know there was. Um, uh, was it Louis, Louis' cousin? I, I Chris, so at the time, so we, we were X-Men. We started breakdancing. Um, well, I guess we'll even go as far as like want to see like where everyone came from. So before we even start that, let's go way back. So, All right. um, what, what is your history in dancing? Uh, mine? Yeah. So me and Aaron go way back in time to... Um, 1950s, I think? Early... <laughs> Early 80s, so like 84. Right. Yeah, Garbage show yeah. kids were like in and break dancing was like the thing. Like breaking was like everyone had cardboard. We were all just outside at the uh, Navy, Navy housing, just right. rocking out to Herbie Hancock. And, and fast forward to the 90s. So, so yeah, so fast forward to the 90s, uh, it came back, but it came back as housing. Like all the kids were like saying, "Yeah, you could you could house because you knew how to break." And I'm like, uh, "What's that? What's what's housing?" Exactly. <laughs> what's housing? What's grooving? I'm still like, "What what's housing?" <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Know. I, I want to so say. Everybody... Oh, I figured it out. I figured it out. So late '80s, when like Jungle Grooves, Jungle Brothers, they introduced house music to hip hop. So they had that house beat. So a lot of in New York and Chicago, people were like dancing house to, you know, hip hop, but with a house beat. So when hip hop, I guess, I believe in the West Coast was catching on what they were doing in the East Coast, they're like, oh, we're housing. Which Everybody is, said with, like, with, with, hey, with, you got, you know, Kid and Play, the movie Kid and Play and all that dancing, that's housing. That's right. Cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, house party, I guess, maybe. House party, yeah, because in my head, living in that time frame, I remember, just remember people saying housing, and I remember it being something where people were taking some of the hip-hop dancing, right? Yeah. Some of the hip-hop dancing, and, and, like, 
being in a format where you kind of performed it and uh, in, with different music and, uh, and and with some like acrobatic moves as well. Like we're talking about like the Donkey Kongs, the yeah. um, atomic drops, the daisy kicks. The daisy kicks. The I, I think I, in I my place. head, again, who knows if this is right, but this is how I'm seeing it as a kid that um, how this um, housing thing started happening. And then I see the like the progression at that point is like there was the housing and then the grooving started coming in. You guys remember that grooving part coming mm -hmm, in? Mm -hmm. or the yeah. yeah. Well, Ooh. like now we I would think it would be classified like that was that new jack swing. Yeah. But we didn't call it new jack swing back then because we I don't know when that terminology came about or where, but if to us it was housing. But then now when people say Oh, do that new Jack swing. It's the Robocop, the kid and play, the running man. It's the things we thought of as that kind of led up to housing. And right. then the grooving was from like the wrecking shop and a lot of that stuff that happened. Some of those videos that were around where the grooving, which was totally like a different energy kind of, that was a different dance to what well, I, I think, but it kind of mixed all together back then because then we would do, you know, you'd see somebody doing like some new jack swing and then they do some daisy kicks and then they do a double daisy and maybe do a windmill and that was their set so. yeah 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 and, and what was real important to me to capture is the crews at that time so if we could just like name off some of the crews that we saw and you know kind of gained our respect or you know really made an impression on us i'm gonna say like G bros was some something really big that was out there that mm -hmm. we see, but you know, they were specific to like grooving. Right. And so yeah, they, they made an impression to me just because like, I don't know at, at that time, since we were so young, we were very impressionable, but at the same time, this hip hop thing was really moving and really like, uh, I don't know, again, making an impression on me and making me want to dance. Um, so in 92, I guess this is when we started dancing. Uh, I'll tell a quick story. Um, me and a buddy, Andrew Chin of mine, where uh, we would always play video games at the liquor store. And so, you know, the, the courtesy is when you want to play next, you put a quarter up on the, yeah. on the cabinet to play. And the two kids yeah, right. would always come in and we hated these two kids because instead of putting one quarter up, they would put like 20 quarters. And so that really meant like me and Andrew couldn't play because essentially what we would do is whoever would come and play, we'd beat them, kick them off. And then we, I would be able to get back on or Andrew baby get back on. But when you put 20 up, we can't get on for a long time. These kids, who are these kids that keep doing this jerks, right? They ended up being Aaron and Saul. But anyway, um, we found out they, they used to break dance. And so for some reason, me and Andrew, we wanted to learn how to windmill. So next door to us was a laundromat. There was a laundromat next door. And we said, well, first off, we were like, well, prove it. Like, you know, this is all hearsay. We want to see it. <laughs> and so they went next door and kind of just blew our mind. on what yeah, we're, yeah. we're like, oh, my God. And I, I, I don't know. It was interesting, too, that you guys haven't done it for a bunch of years. And you still did it in the. So it's like riding a bike. Is that right? Yeah. I, I yeah. It, for us, when did you stop Saul? Like 86? I was the last kid on the block, like 87. Everyone was doing like BMX and doing the hip hop choreography stuff. 
right. yeah i got into skating about 86 and i was still we were still practicing like windmills in the back right in the back patio but it was like uh we're done so about what 87 88 yeah 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 because no one no one around us was uh breaking there weren't any competitions so it was just us just having fun and by ourselves Right, right. So that was probably like what four years afterwards. Four years like, removed, and then you're in the you're in the laundromat showing two kids how to break dance. It was amazing. Anyway, right. for my story, anyway, that's how it then kicked off. And then you know, again, yeah. end up going to uh, Taft Middle School. I meet Saul, and then we start this crew called the uh, uh, called uh, X Men. Yeah, and, and the members of X-Men, if I remember correctly, it was Antoine, Averb from No Soul, you, me, Marvin, Leon. oh, Marvin Abbott, what's up, Marvin, yeah, and maybe that was five of us, right? Yeah. And so, at that time, Cheryl was in there, too. Who was that? Cheryl was in there, too. Cheryl, Valenzuela. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't even remember that. Again, these stories from 30 years ago. Well, because we we performed in the library as X-Men and we had a routine and Cheryl was in it too. So oh. X-Men, yes. And so in 92, we are getting um name, you're getting recognition. We, yeah, we are getting recognition for these kids coming out of Sarah Mesa that know how to dance. And so we're meeting different people, different groups, and it and, and kind of like a gang. Once people find out about you, they want you in. They want you to be a part of this 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 growing group. Um, and I know that um Richard went to middle school, I believe, with people from play school. I think Louie and them. And then I had some like fake cousin from like World Peace that I remember I was trying to push World Peace at one point. And then we were trying to like, and then there were other people like that had crews that said, we should join this crew. And I know at, at that time we were like going, how, who do we join and what do we do? It was a very interesting time. Like <laughs> it felt good. Like someone wanted us to be part of their crew. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we ultimately decided in 92 to go with play school. I think because we heard there was 40 people. I don't know if that was ever right. But uh, then they were very close. They were in Murphy Canyon. We were in Sarah Mesa and about two miles away, three miles away was Murphy Canyon. Yeah. yeah. So one day we, we walked to Murphy Canyon. Me, Saul, Aaron. I came late. Oh, okay. So yeah, who came with us? Was Saul? It was me, you, Richard, and Julian. And Ju just four of us. Okay, four yeah. of us trek all the way down arrow drive and go up to murphy canyon to allen's house uh, from what i remember we're supposed to battle them how do you remember it saw so after that i remember meeting at allen's house and a bunch of people already there and they had linoleum on the grass and they were all like huddled down near the linoleum and I was super intimidated. I was looking at everybody like, oh, man, what is going to happen? Are we going to have like a serious battle or what? You know, <laughs> and what happened was uh, we looked at them and we we're like, oh, what are, what are we going to do? What do you want to do? Do you want to battle or what? And I think Chad might have said, like, just just show us what you got. Let's just practice. So that's what we did. We were practicing and they were like assessing us. And we're like, oh, I don't know what, what's going to happen. Are we going to get in? Are we going to get down or what? But like later on. Optic comes down with a skateboard and he just got his hair done by his girlfriend. It was like painted with like blue 
paint, like acrylic paint or something. And it was all tied up like crisscross or something. Mm -hmm. And he came rolling in. I think his hat either said punk rock or outcast or something like that with like the iron on letters. He was outcast. (laughs) Yeah. And he had like his army surplus cut off shorts and he was ready to get down. But I don't remember what if. I'm sure Aaron busted too, and he was like checking it out. Everyone was done and uh, tired, and I showed up like you guys got there like at twelve, and I got there like at four, and I uh, skated there, and, and I just remember them laughing at me. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? This guy, <laughs> like thermal, like punk looking kid, and they're just like, all right, we'll see what you got. So I just started busting flare windmills, swipes, and they're just like, oh, all right. Never mind this guy. <laughs> You're like, fuck. Never mind this guy. You're, you're in. You're in. Because they couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. This guy gets this guy. So, yeah, 30, 30, again, since it's 2022, like 30 years earlier, memory is yeah. really hard. But because what I remember is going there, and there were like the younger brothers there. And so we're like, where's these, where's, where's everyone at? Where's these people? And I remember them like not coming out. And so we just practiced. That's what I remember. Saw I don't know who knows what's right, but I remember right, right. no one seen, no one really out there. Like you know, Eddie, Alan, Louie, no one was out there. Matter of fact, I don't even know if Chad was there. I just know that they were kind of inside spectating us, like when when we were just practicing, and then so we're just practicing at that point, and by the time they come out they just really just say, all right, you guys are in. Like there was no battling. There was no, like, there was no, we were actually stressing for nothing because there was a lot of tension. There, there was a lot of stress walking to Murphy Canyon. It was like, how are we going to do it? What moves are going to do? We're really like trying to plan things out. But by the time we get there, it ends up being like a practice session. And then really just us getting into play school without any. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You guys left. I just remember you guys talking and saying, hey, we're going to get in this crew i'm like i don't know about that we should just start our own like why do we have to join a crew just make our own you know right so i'm like oh whatever you guys want and i wasn't even an x-men right and i was just kind of like the older brother like okay yeah i'll follow you guys yeah. like let's see what this we is will- about because you guys were going somewhere like junior high to like i was like fuck <laughs> these guys gonna get into like a fight club or something we discussed this because we wanted to get in to get re- reputation and we were thinking because we're going to be in a known crew they were probably going to be good and then they were going to teach us yeah and they, yeah. Yeah. they were better they than teach us <laughs> <laughs> well I, i'm going to say they had a lot of experience well, that, but no, so yeah. to be fair they were yeah. for generation they were like gurus and houses right and this is right when Teeter tottered more towards breaking. So they heard mm-hmm. of us. So we went there and we were just B-boys and they're just like, oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and so back then different. it was dancing where we battled like, well, this guy's windmill, you send him. If this guy's grooving, you send him. This guy does all aerials, then you send him. So yeah. they saw us as like, okay, now we have the B-boys in our crew. Yeah. So, so good for them for recognizing what they needed, right? Um, but at that time, too, we were really on the come up. It was a very exciting time for us. Uh, in that time, I remember, too, as a kid. I mean, even 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 so beyond did, that. So when did Danny got in? Danny got in, I'm going to say, like, within a year's time. Danny, do you remember when you got in? What year and stuff? Uh, y- yeah, you. I think. Yeah, you guys were in 10th grade. It's right before you guys all came to Sarah High. Okay. 
I think it was before. I'm not quite sure. Uh, But I knew Eddie and all of them through, kind of through Phil was our conduit into play school. But we knew a play school, like when I was in eighth grade, uh, Colin was already, he was a year ahead of me and he was at Sarah and he would come back. And when we started, we, I got really into New Jack Swing and dancing. And then uh, me and Colin, I don't know how, like, or why we were like, this is what we're going to do. I mean, I know as like, I always had a lot of energy and I liked music. And so, and, you know, Colin was a drummer and, but I remember him telling me about like, oh, there's crews at Sarah, you know, you got this cool play school society and they all dance. And so I was like, I had it all imagined in my head before I even saw any of it. I just kind of like, and then we used to watch Beat Street and Breaking and uh and breaking two and we like had an edited version of them where we uh made like all the battles and dancings and that's kind of how we were learning was just by watching in slow motion over and over and over these little parts of beach street right. all the parts of, of breaking and breaking two and uh and then we'd some like i think mtv uh rock state was in the grind and around that same time and they had this really that we got that on record recorded that too and so we watched that we're like oh and then um we when i got in went to sarah i think it was 92 93 or so right around there uh it was a, about a year i was still not in the crew but i remember seeing like eddie and alan and them and i thought like these guys are the coolest people i've ever seen in my life you know like just like when i remember watching them with like some little scrub yeah jico clothes like alan always had his brimp like you couldn't even see his face it was always like this and, and, and you know like you could he was always like that and and i remember like i would sit up kind of front and i'd watch as they walk by and I'd be like Oh man, those guys are so cool. I want to be. You know, I, I was totally. It was, yeah, yeah. I was totally like, and um, but I didn't really know them until later. Uh, there was I did some. I remember it was just funny because I was thinking about this, and I remember a battle I did in ninth grade against some guy at the Murphy Canyon Rec, and it was like I was so hyped to battle this guy. I can't remember his name. And Phil was right when I first met Phil, and Phil and Colin went and like. We battled probably like three rounds and the guy was really bad, but I was like, it hyped me up. I was like, oh, I did my first battle. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I did it. And then um, eventually Phil got into play school and he kind of b- brought us with him as we, and then uh, we battled in at the Kearney Rec. Uh, I think you guys, you guys are probably in 11th grade. Wonder if that's probably that when was- you guys came to Sarah. I think you guys battled at Sarah Mesa Rec. Sarah Mesa Rec or Kearney? Yeah. I can't remember. It was a party. There was a big party there. Yeah, I was at the Sarah Mesa Rec. Oh, that Sarah Mesa Rec party. I remember that. Was- yeah, the one that where a lot went down. It was pretty Yeah, crazy. we got to see you do flares. I was impressed. You did some flares. Colin did some flares. I was like, dude, these guys are good. We're getting this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a fla- I, had a, I had a flare windmill head spin. That was like my, my like ultimate combo. Right. And I and I I think I hit it in the battle. Like I didn't I don't all I know is I did that one right. Phil was like battling me in, but afterwards like he's like so happy, like you did it, you did it, you know. And uh, he was already on our side. He was on the place still. Yeah, side. he was well, I was battling him, but yeah. he kind of danced with us the most because we were in Terrasana all together. Yeah. So and he got in from Sarah, you know, he came up from Spring Valley and he already had 
a crew with like Junior and Allen and a lot of uh, Junior and Allen were his main two guys, yeah. but there H2O. was a bunch. H two O. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and he was in, and so when he met those guys, like, so he was already in the crew, and he was a good groover, and uh, he could break some too. And then he had the nineties. He was, you know, like to me, when I think of Phil, he he could hit the nineties from like he did the back handspring ones into the ninety. Like I still don't see people doing that stuff. So yeah, and yeah. then he was a good dance. He was a good dancer, popper, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. You are a popper too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm curious when you're getting battled in there what, what is your feeling or what, what do you remember about that battle um I remember just being like super excited for the chance and then just also like you know like you know it's not even like the night of it's like that whole week knowing like i'm gonna go do this like and i'm how you play out like a million battles before the battle because you're in that age where you're daydreaming about the stuff all day. Yeah. And uh, you practice, we're, you know, we're practicing like, what, probably six hours a day, five hours a day uh, back then. And were you, were you getting ready for someone in particular? Were you getting, were you getting ready to like do a round against Saul or Aaron or? Well, you know, I didn't know you guys as well. I don't remember knowing you guys were kind of more strangers to me. Like I didn't know what you guys were capable of. And did so you, I was kind of like, yeah, I heard a lot about you guys. And I think you guys came up to Sarah one day and I kind of barely met you guys, but um, I was, you know, intimidated of course. And, you know, we always, you know, uh, we, I was intimidated and I, I, I just remember like just trying to hit that one combo. I don't know what else I did, but I knew if I could hit my flare windmill head spin it was a wrap. Like I just thought in my mind, if I do that, I, I got it. And then I'm pretty sure. I mean, I remember that I did it and I was like hype. I can't remember anything else I did in the battle. I remember more about the like party. Cause I like, I almost got beat up by a big dude. Um, I remember crazy. there was like there was a lot of violence. Yeah. There was a lot of fights and like this real big Cholo dude, like picked me up off the ground, you know, like I was a little skinny kid and, uh, and I remember there was a lot of play school there and just seeing everybody all at once was kind of like, it was a shock to the system. And I hadn't been to a lot of like parties like that at that age. That was probably nine or ninth grade, 10th grade. So it was like this rec party. And I hadn't been to a lot of those coming out of Terrasana. That wasn't like a thing, maybe house parties, but that was different. Yeah. So that to the whole thing, I was just super hype and overwhelmed and like, I would love to you see know, that. I, I know it doesn't exist, but I would have loved to see footage. I would love to see who went after you after you hit that combo. I would have thought yeah. out or something like that, or maybe saw. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we just looked at each other like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I, um, OK, so I, I have another story that I wanted to share, just like the same night we got into play school. Um, so that night, you know, again, that day was very exhausting. We had to walk all that far. It, it must've been a Friday or a Saturday. And, uh, so that night, you know, we were finally in this crew play school that we're all done. And then they say, we're going to go to the distilleries. Oh, yeah. okay. what's that? Okay. It's this club that we're going to go to. So they're all right. The car pulls up and it's this Beamer. And I noticed there's 12 of us. <laughs> um okay there's two there's a two-car beamer that just pulled up 
who's going? And Eddie's like, we're all going. <laughs> what do you mean we're all going? <laughs> With one car? And so what happens, they, they pack in, like, I don't know. I don't know how many people. I guess if we did the math, 12 minus 3, because me. three of us, me, Saul, and Julian, end up in the trunk of a Beamer yeah. to go to the distilleries. Yeah. I took off. I was like, I'm going to go skate. <laughs> Aaron's smart at this time because Aaron's older than us, you know. At this point, yeah, right, right. 13, 14 years old. So, yeah, he's smart. So we end up going to the distilleries, but it really blew my mind. I know the older guys, you know, like and, Alan. And, and distilleries from Terrasana is like, what, 27 miles or something? Yeah, it was like 40 minutes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it took a while. Um, so in the trunk, obviously, it was that was an experience on its own. But we get to the distilleries. And I am so nervous. I'm like more nervous about going into distilleries than I was going to the battle. But I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. We hear about the distilleries. We hear it on Z90. We hear it on the radio, you know. 18-up club. And these guys are like, what, 15? <laughs> yeah, yet. we were like 13, 14, 15. Yeah. And it was like a 16-and-up club or something. Yeah. Like, how are we going to get in? And he's like, we're just going to dress you up. So they put us on like baggy-ass, like cross colors and try to disguise us put a mustache on you guys yeah it's crazy <laughs> get on my shoulders yeah and the guys are walking me and Saul are in the back and we're nervous because we're walking to a place with all these grown people like you walk it's this huge building and then you see yeah. like the girls lying on the left the guys lying on the right these long lines and we're like what is happening and then we just walk right in the middle we get treated like VIP and we walk in and then it's amazing. It's like yeah, it's Roxy's. It's San yeah. Diego's Roxy's of New York. Seriously, it, the, 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 the sound system in there was hitting. Like right. I, I remember that sound system. You'd feel it right when you got in, like right. in, in your chest. chest. Yeah. They're trying to be like, "This place is great, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm blaming some of my deafness for those kind those times. You know. Yeah. They, they, it, it, that was great times. I, <laughs> the distilleries, it was it was amazing. It was. Uh, I know. I I don't think I. I mean, I didn't go with you guys that time, but I did take the trunk ride to distilleries. I think probably with Nelson, and I can't remember who else. Well, Colin was been, the driver, right? Colin, Colin, Colin had his car like at all of us pretty early on. Yeah, and yeah. So I think he. I went one time and did it that way. Um, but I mean, riding in a trunk. Or in the back of like Richard's bed on the freeway. Remember, he didn't even have the tail. He didn't even have the. Um, he didn't even have the uh, the uh, the, the back gate. the door the back gate, and we'd oh, be on the freeway. The <laughs> he didn't have the back gate, and we laid down on the freeway. I remember on the 15th. It wasn't far. It was only probably from Claremont Mesa to Arrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I remember cars coming behind us, and we were like laying down, <laughs> and we're like waving at. <laughs> this is crazy to think some of the crazy stuff that we did because there's no way in the world we would let our kids do anything like that but we were doing it it was so we, yeah we didn't ask right. <laughs> oh my god um Saul, do, do you remember growing up like was there a rival crew that that we that we used to really go at it with? Of course, num- number one rival crew would have been Dark Side, and they were coming from Mira Mesa, National City. They were like a mega crew in in my head. Like, yeah. they were like, if yeah, they were like 
the dark side. They we were a place school and they were the dark side. And like every time we came up to them on the scene, we were battling. Um yeah. and they all were like preppy, cute looking, like Tommy Hill figure wearing, you know, mm-hmm. tippies, I guess, but they're b-boys. <laughs> so you say tippies, and probably no one knows yeah. what that is, but tippies back then we, we called people that look like the typical Filipino guys. Which I don't know if we ever were end up being like that because you had Aaron with blue hair and and you know everyone looked a little different, but the typical Filipino guys lo- looked a certain way, right? So that's what yeah. song referencing is is those tippies. But um, yeah, I, I do remember another story about Dark Side specifically. Danny, do you remember the story about calling the the news radio, the news station? Oh yeah, oh, no radio. Yeah, I was th- I was thinking about that. Um, so me, with the- me and Matt. We, we, realized we had a crew, right? Yeah, it was a rival crew. And what we realized is, you know, Z90 was the station. We all listened to it. We all, uh, there was radio shows directed towards, you know, hip hop and graffiti and dance. And so, um, and there we, we real, I realized that if I sent them a fax, I, didn't, I don't think I had a fax machine, but I had a fax program on my computer that they would always read their faxes and they would always do whatever shout outs or play our songs. Um, probably just because it was so direct of a way and it was different. So they were probably like not used to getting faxes. So they would. And I, I can't remember if it was me and Matt or somebody else, Matt Blackwell. And we, we would uh, fax in that we were like from dark side and giving props to play school the best crew. <laughs> and then they read it. <laughs> yeah. And, and they read it out loud. Like, Oh, this is dark side. They want to give props out to play school. It's being the best crew, you know, holding it down for, uh, you know, uh, Kearney Mesa areas, Terrasana. And, and we, and they did, they, they would, they read it. Like, I believe at least once, once, two, three times. And we were just, we were crying. We were the funniest thing. That would be the best recording. Yeah. Who knows if that recorded somewhere. That's amazing. But, but that was the rivals. We, we were, you know, we were always, uh, you know, that was the main crew to do something like that. And, you know, if they heard it, they'd be like, who, what, where, how, what? Well, we just thought right. it'd be like, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I got to Zoom about that. Yeah. <laughs> if they heard it. Be- yeah. Right. Um, and really <laughs> enough, like, you know, back then, like, we, we don't really know how big Dark Side was. But, uh, you know, recently finding out that, like, the Dark Side crew were like these very basic crews and they kind of started expanding into other crews um, that, that that were um not necessarily in dark side but we mm-hmm. considered them dark side so whenever we went to like say the base party i remember the base party was a really big battle and there yeah was side but then they had all their other little crews together but you yeah. know they all kind of combine them as dark yeah. side but i remember that being a huge battle it was like five against like 20 people right right <laughs> that that i remember i remember that battle um because it kind of stuck with me a little bit. Oh, it was one of the bigger battles. And we did this base. It was at the base party. And there was a lot of the crews there. I remember Delivery Boys being there. The first time I saw Cross and Donnie. And I remember uh, we were battling these guys forever. I mean, it was. The, and, then I real, and then I remember someone joking, like, it's like their uncles and aunts and everyone. We're battling, like, the, it's like everybody in Mara Mesa. It's not just Dark Side. And I was like, where does the crew end? <laughs> you know? Right, and there's like five of us, right? Yeah. I mean, at one point. So. Oh, go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. Go ahead. At one point, I remember Michelle. I think Michelle and Francis were there, and we all just started doing the play school shuffle. 
I, my memory might be off, but it was like the first time I remember seeing everybody just go play school and doing this play school shuffle in the circle. And we, it was really like powerful to me because it was just yeah. like, was it like it was beyond a move that you come back from? It was just like, well, we're feeling ourselves. And, and from what I remember too, though, like when you when we would do that, is like when we won a battle. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like a celebration. Yeah, like, like, oh shoot, we just lost. So, were you? Gonna <laughs> I was going to say this because when Nelson went out and did power, they would send their power move, and it was just like fast jackhammers, crickets, right? But he couldn't do like combos or anything. But then we just started doing our footwork stuff, I mean, Saul and I. And then I just remember this white guy was like, oh, they have style. They won. And I looked over. Later, I realized it was Easy Rock. Oh, it was Easy Rock. It was Easy oh, Rock. Yeah. Was there. Oh, no yeah. easy props. Hey, yeah. we got it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, those guys won right there. Right. They, just, they just won because of style. I think I remember, too, that night um, – Jack and Nico jumped in for us again. There's five of us against like all the Merrimixer, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I remember yeah. when Jack and Nico jumping in and they well, killed it because they were like, they're still battling. Yeah. And it was like hours, like, still yeah. And then Jack and Nico went in and then like, let's just finish this. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a finishing move. Yeah. 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 It just yeah. killed it. That was amazing. Anyway, that, that was a battle that really stuck out in my head. Um, is there anything that stands out in your head, Saul or Aaron or Dan? Well, that's afterwards. I did find out it was Sub Cruise, so that's where I believe I met um, Animation or oh, Animaniacs. Yeah, and another Dark Side affiliation was what One Hundred and One or I must say One Hundred and One Domination, but it was like Animaniacs, and it was another crew. Yeah, they had a bunch of like side crews, and that was really interesting. I see see first. C-Force, Electric Shockers? I think Electric Shockers were on their own. Electric Shockers. They were on their own because they were from, like, South Bay or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, But, uh, yeah, they had a lot of people. C-Force, from my understanding, C-Force was, like, their all-star crew or something like that. They were kind of getting... They were getting people, and so yeah, we had battled Sea Force, and we're battling their All Star crew for hours. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, thank that's you. That's where we met most of the crews, right at that jam. Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you for the base party. Thank you, Dark Side, for pushing us. You know, <laughs> I think that was yeah, no, they did. Yeah, definitely, that was a great one. But I remember uh, other events that really stuck out in my head. When, you know, when we're talking about Easy Rock, going to uh, World Beat Center. And seeing, I, I I don't know if that's the first place we saw him, but I remember that was just a place where it, he really impressed me uh, because there was no wood floors. There was like this thin carpet and this mm-hmm. people still got down on that carpet, like very flawlessly. Yeah. You remember that? I do remember. Yeah. World Beat Center. That was amazing. So I think that was an eight and a place that we were in at 14. Uh, seeing Easy Rock back then was like, you couldn't comprehend it. You know, like, it was like, we, I mean, to me, I remember him doing like 390s, but in my mind, it was more like 15. Like, it just, I just never seen someone do it, like, and he did it effortlessly. And I think there was some, uh, there was a a contest at the Red Lion and maybe World War Three or I, I can't remember the name now, but it was where Cruz would battle Cruz and they put on an exhibition show. Right. And I just remember him going in the circle and just watch trying to capture like a memory of what what he was exactly doing because we didn't have phones we didn't have 
um, you know, video cameras really back then. So whatever you saw and you took away from somebody that cool, that was that, that's all you ever had of other people. And that's how we had to learn back then. And so it's really interesting, you know, especially now to see how every it's developed where, you know, you can go online and learn how to break from anybody. Back then we only could learn from other people. So if you knew somebody that like, oh, he has halos that I got to be cool with that guy because he can teach me halos and, and, and stuff like that. It was just real interesting how the scene, even to how we battled where it was, oh, that guy got a good head spin, the head, get the head spin guy to go in and do the good head spin. But I think one thing about us as a crew, as opposed to a lot of those other crews at the time, we did a little bit more of the style of having everything, trying to get different things, and then also that b-boy stuff. And we still did the groovy, and we still liked that other stuff than dancing, but we kind of like had a little bit more of a complete uh, approach to it. Yeah, there was definitely like a, a foundation, right? Like, I know foundation was a big word back then, but like... Yeah. In in nah, our time yeah. in our time in play school, you know, whether it was the top rocks first, the 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 floor work, and then a freeze. Like I think mm-hmm. that was not in everyone's uh, mentality at that point. But uh, I know we had it, and it was good. I think we got a lot of respect from a lot of those crews. I remember when like Saki and then before they were in play school, they really gave us a lot of respect for for doing those kind of sets. Well, that's what yeah that. I- so I probably saw saw Saul and Aaron's influence yeah. because I, I I mean yeah, for sure I think that's where it came from a lot of that came from because other than that I mean I remember watching these like dark side guys where they would literally battle on different walks like they do a crab walk and a Buddha walk and who had the better like all these I mean I don't even remember the names anymore because yeah, UFOs yeah. and, 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 and crabs, crabs king crabs yeah yeah dark sides style they didn't have the smooth finesse of a b boy what they did was. They did some house moves and then they had no transition and they went into a par move and that was it. And they had their shoes off. Right. So we didn't grow up like that. We grew up watching B Street and it's like, oh, you got to dress fresh. You got to spin. You got to do the top rock footwork freeze. And I remember we would do freezes and uh, I remember Danny would be like, what is that that they're doing at the end? They, they, Danny couldn't figure that out till later. <laughs> that we were doing freezes. <laughs> yeah. Why are they staying still? I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> we didn't know vocabulary we were just mimicking right but it wasn't until danny yeah. studied the dance and then right. he goes oh you know what this movie is we're like i don't know you guys do it you don't even know what it is we're like i don't know we yeah. just do it. <laughs> right? yeah i remember later 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 in the 2000s i was like what, what do you call this step you do oh what about this one oh but you do it all the time i, I don't know what it's called i just that's that step so so I want to go to influences. We don't have too much longer. Uh, this will be a part one. We'll try to do a second part at a later time. But influences back then, I remember um, that like these VCR tapes were gold. And there were some that we took from the beginning that were amazing. Um, Saul and Aaron used to have this one rock study tape from New York. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember what happened to it. But yeah, originally, uh, what, what was it exactly that Rock City tape? So it was Denver Breaking. So ESPN recorded a special where it was like at a big, like huge story, five story mall or whatever. And it was called Denver Breaking. Yeah. And uh, Rocksteady was probably promoting their, you know, music and their tour. Uh, and they all had like these jumpsuits that were like well, futuristic. We, we, we called it 
we knew it was in Denver. Saki it's on YouTube. Before. That's on YouTube. Right. Fan. But we called it Denver Breaking. That's all we knew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a very influential uh, video on VHS. And uh, it had all these other crews entering the competition. And then Rocksteady had their ultimate routine, which we totally bit off of every move that we could possibly do. Uh, yeah. But once again, we had it. And we let Nelson borrow it. And then he had uh, his mom's boyfriend or his mom record soap operas over it. I tell, I tell oh. him about over. Oh. <laughs> well, we had gold. That's all I know is we had gold. Then it went away. Went away. <laughs> but so, it's on YouTube. So that's, we still have it. Yeah. yeah no, but yeah. We, had, we had the whole, it wasn't clips of it. We had the whole oh, actual, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, like, Competition. Yeah, the extend the extended um, footage we had uncut. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Danny? Was there is there a video from back then you remember that stood out to you? That I you mean, I think before it was just a, it was just a, those beat streets, and I mean, because there was nothing back then. There was just you just didn't see it unless you saw it in person. And I mean, I remember stuff from the eighties. Uh, I. I remember seeing it as a kid. I tried to break, but I don't know what I, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like six or seven, but I remember the energy of it. I was attracted to. I would um, for me, the, the, the video that really inspired me back then was B-Boy All-Stars. B -Boy I was going to say the next, the next oh, yeah. video is B-Boy All-Stars. Yeah, that's when I quit. Really, that's the, that's, that's it. when I quit. Cause I was like, you can't do any of that stuff. That's not fun. That was, that was too much. That blew my mind. To this yeah, day, the news, the newspaper guy. <laughs> um, the newspaper. Oh, that was crazy. That, we're your floor. Video. I, I, my guess, we got it from press. But what did it, we get? It, from? it was through Cro Cross knows the history of that video. He, I'm, I'm sure of it. He, I, just I think he. In our hands. Mm. I remember. I remember a time going to Press's house to get a video. I don't know if it was that video, but that was. That was a really good nugget right there for us. And then, of course, yeah. Uh, then B Boy Summit, B Boy, B Boy uh, Battle of the Year '96. Battle of the Year. I remember yeah, uh, you guys got that. The Samaras got that. Yeah, I got point. that at behind the post office. Yeah. Behind the post office. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that, I, I think the epic, I think the epic history of the '90s was probably uh, uh, Star Billiards. Because that's when you had all the, mm -hmm. all the, all the, whoa, who's that guy? All the DJs that we didn't know. Strictly DJ HOP. Yeah. Yeah. All the rappers we didn't know were like, and they're coming out. That event was called Strictly Hip Hop. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, there was a transition from like us as a high school crew, you know, like, like kind of a high school based dance crew. And then also, I mean, we should speak to the fact that basically, you know, for about three or four years, um, dancing died, you know, where it's just like, it was kind of, you wouldn't see it very much. Uh, I think it was from about 96, 90, oh no, I'd say maybe it's 97 to, nine, to 99. It was less. And then we started going more to L Street. I don't remember when we started L Street. But I remember there was a time where I was got back into skateboarding. I was a senior in high school. You guys went on. And then all of a sudden, me and Saul kind of got bored again. And we're like, well, maybe let's try breaking again. Let's see what happens. And that's when we met Saki and China. And they were like, you guys are the only breakers we've seen in like a long time. 
so we that's how, kind of how we connected was because they were surprised to see anybody breaking yeah right yeah. so that's that's another story that goes into the late 90s yeah yeah but, that's strictly hip hop and so at this time i'm gonna unfortunately gonna have to kind of actually have a rental coming up here in a couple minutes um yeah. thank you guys for joining our part one of the play school second generation podcast on uh this is this show is gonna is, is called it's a new series called The Reminisce Show. So thank you guys, okay. Saul, Danny, Optic. Thank you guys for being on the show. And we'll catch you guys next time for the second one. All right. Play thank school. You. Play <laughs> school. Play yeah. school. Play school. <laughs> you ready? Right? Thank you guys for watching. Thank you again for watching the American Podcast where our diversity is our culture. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you, Danny. Bye. Bye. Yes, that's for life. Oh, hi. Oh, hi.